author's note. Hello friends, I have struggled a lot about whether or not to keep going with this story. But with a lot of praying, my husband and I have decided it is the right thing to do. We want our little ones to have good Christian literature to read. And in this modern world, sometimes that can be hard to come by. So I will just have to make do. Pleased to meet you, Reverend Dumbledore, Harry replied enthusiastically and got to his feet. This sure is a beautiful place you have here. The reverend beamed. Why, thank you, little one. His voice had a distinctive southern twang to it that made Harry feel so safe and welcome. Southern, by the way, means southern United States. Continuing. He knew in that moment that the reverend was a man of God. The poor little one was being raised in a terrible situation, Hagrid declared concernedly. He was watched by a babysitter every second of the day. His aunt saw him as part of her perfect life package, like the big house, the fancy career, the speedy car. Dumbledore shook his head sadly. Too bad no one told her parenting should be about the children, not the parents. That's why it's called parenting. Hagrid nodded wisely. Dumbledore turned to Harry and announced authoritatively, Now you can start your classes tomorrow morning. Today you can get settled into your dormitory, but first, why don't you eat dinner with my family and me? Really? Harry gasped excitedly. I've never had a family dinner before. Why don't you come with us then? Dumbledore cried kindly and then got down on his knees. Everyone else did the same. Raising his large, massive, manly hands up to the heavens, Dumbledore bellowed in a voice even louder than Hagrid's had been, Lord, please take us to the kitchen. Suddenly, they all found themselves in a tasteful, decorated kitchen. Wow, Harry shouted in awe. He was still getting used to the power of prayer. Sometimes we take the wonderful things the Lord gives us for granted, and it takes a newcomer to the fold for us to understand just how blessed we are. That was amazing. Hagrid smiled knowingly. God is an amazing guy. He sure is, the reverend's wife chuckled before getting down to her knees and raising her own hands upward. Dear Lord, please set the table with the sky blue cloth and the Sunday dishes, and please give us biscuit, fried, golden brown, and gra- gravy, creamy mashed potatoes, my great aunt Eleanor's corn casserole, corn on the cob slathered with butter, and for dessert, some chocolate raspberry cookies. All of these things arrived appeared on the table exactly as the reverend's wife had asked for them, masterfully prepared and delicious smelling. Harry's mouth dropped open. Truly, this woman was a real Proverbs 31 wife. Hermione, the reverend summoned loudly, dinner time! Immediately and with cheerful obedience, an 11-year-old girl in a pretty pink dress with a matching bow came running down the stairs. She ran over to her father and gave him the winning smile that daughters have. Welcome home, Daddy. She smiled and then turned to his wife. Can I help at all with dinner, Mommy? Oh, my God. It is all prepared. Thanks be to God, her mother retorted gracefully. Hermione nodded knowingly. Hermione, I would like you to meet Harry Potter, our newest student at Hogwarts School of Prayers and Miracles. Dumbledore introduced magnanimously. Harry, I would like you to meet Hermione Granger, my beloved daughter. Please... To meet you, Hermione responded sweetly with a shy grin. Why is her last name different? Whatever. Harry could barely respond. That was the most beautiful young woman he had ever come across. So different from all the girls in public school who were focused on trying to be like the career woman they saw and the sex in the city. This little one was a picture of innocence and godliness. Wow, Dumbledore announced genially. Let's eat. As the holy men, women, and little ones dug into the delicious manna the Lord had granted them, the conversation amongst the adults turned to darker topics. Harry listened intently, and he did not understand it, but he was very interested. 
dark days are coming, Hagrid pronounced gravely around a mouthful of casserole. Evil forces are coming into this world, and the little ones at Hogwarts may be our last resort. Psalm 127.5, Dumbledore referenced solemnly, and the others around the table nodded knowingly. Hogwarts might be the last hope for the forces of good in this world. Author's note. Blessings. Author's note. Hello, friends. I apologize for being gone for so long. One of my little ones came down with pneumonia. So, of course, my life has been nothing but doctor's appointments and chicken soup, and that's on top of all the other work a mommy has to do. I had nearly forgotten about this little story of mine when I sat down to catch up on my email. And lo and behold, there were dozens of messages from this lovely site. Now, of course, there were some hateful messages that made me very sad. But for every review posted by an evolutionist with a bee in his bonnet... There were three lovely private messages from other mommies out there thanking me for doing the Lord's work. Wow, I know when the Lord is telling me something. So here is another chapter for all you mommies out there. And all you non-believers spreading hatred, well, let's see if you aren't converted by the time this story's over. Smiley face. Chapter 4. Dangerous Days Ahead. When the delicious... Filling dinner had ended, Harry wiped some last tasty cookie crumbs from the side of his mouth. He was very full and very tired. Discovering the truth being saved and coming to Hogwarts, it had certainly been a long day for this little one. How- now you- You look like you could use a good night's sleep, the reverend's wife commented daintily. How would you like to move into your dormitory? I would love to, Carrie cried cheerfully. He was so excited to become a student here, and he was so grateful for the opportunities the Lord had given him. Sometimes people who have done without are the most grateful. Hermione, why don't you show our newest student to the dormitory, Dumbledore suggested wisely. I'd love to, Daddy, Hermione replied obediently with an innocent girlish smile, and got to her feet and smoothed out the skirt of her becoming pink frock. Should I clean the kitchen first? I can take care of that tonight, the reverend's wife answered in indulgently, and she was already beginning to clear the elegant porcelain dishes. Thank you, Mommy, Hermione shouted gratefully, and she walked over to Harry. Would you please come with me? Harry blushed shyly and got to his feet. His aunt had never taught him how to talk to pretty girls. She always said that pretty girls were shallow and not very smart, and that a real woman put her career first and didn't care about her looks. But it only took one look at this godly young girl to realize just how wrong that was. A woman taking pride in her appearance is honoring the Lord. Because after all, it is the Lord who gave her a pretty face and nice hair. Taking care of that is important. Harry got the feeling that Hermione was as beautiful on the inside as she was on the outside. The two little ones stepped out into the brisk, chilly night, and for a few minutes they were both silent. Harry did not think it was possible for this sweet, demure girl to be as nervous as he was. But going by the silence, perhaps she was a little nervous herself. After a few minutes, Hermione welcomed shyly. Welcome to Hogwarts. It's a wonderful place, and we are so glad to have you here. Harry's face reddened as they crossed an expansive flowery field. They were going in the direction of a cluster of imposing stone, academic-looking buildings. Thank you, he muttered happily. It's beautiful, and it feels very holy. It is, Hermione commented enthusiastically, and her chocolate-colored, carefully curled tresses were bouncing along with her steps. My father is a very godly man, and to spread the word of the Lord is his greatest dream. Truly, that is a noble dream, Harry responded gravely, with wisdom beyond his few years. They walked for a few more minutes in silence. Eventually, they reached the end of the lovely green meadow. The boys' dormitory is this way, Hermione exposited knowingly, and with the innocent casual affection so often found in children, she grabbed Harry's hand as she led him around the edifice of classrooms. 
Harry was so nervous. He could not think of anything to say. His brain fumbled for the perfect Christian thing to say. But before he could even manage a word, Hermione came to a stop in front of a tall stone tower. This is the boys' dormitory, the devout young woman explained kindly, and she gestured to the heavy oak door behind them. I would show you inside, but I would hate to cause a scandal. I understand, Harry declared graciously. Too many young men these days pressure young women into things undesired and forbidden. It is the mark of a true old-fashioned gentleman to respect the fact that every young woman is another man's future wife. And we all know that it would be dreadful, terrible sin to bring another man's wife into intimacy. Why does modern culture suddenly treat that as okay simply because he does not have her yet? Man's laws may permit it, but the laws of the Lord are not bound by time. Hermione moved to push open the imposing large door, but she struggled with the knob. It was quite a heavy door, but Harry was a good, devout Christian now. He would not have a young, godly girl struggling to open a door which he was perfectly capable of opening himself. With the simple faith so often seen in little ones, Harry got down on his knees and lifted his hands skyward and shouted prayerfully, Dear Lord, please open these doors and allow me to enter my new home. With a loud, thunderous boom that echoed throughout the expansive, beautiful campus, the doors crashed open. Harry stood up piously as Hermione's jaw dropped. Now she knew for certain that this was a young, truly a man of the Lord. Harry was about to step inside when Hermione grabbed his arm. He blushed once more. Wait, Harry, Hermione uttered quickly. There's something you should know. What is it? Harry queried questioningly. She uses query so much. Can you just ask something anyway? My father says that dark times are coming, Hermione spoke worriedly. There is a man named Voldemort who wants to destroy all that we stand for. He is pushing an agenda in Congress which will stop us from practicing our faith freely. But what... That is what our founding fathers built this nation for, Harry cried indignantly. The freedom of religion! Voldemort doesn't care, Hermione remarked sadly, and she shook her head. And he is gaining power. The freedom of Christians to practice our faith is disappearing by the day. Soon, it will be like it was in Rome. Lovely lady-like tears began to roll down her delicate, terrified face. And I don't like lions. (laughs) Sorry. It will be all right, Harry reassured manfully. (laughs) (laughs) We will just need to pray really, really hard. That's why we're here, after all. You're so brave, Hermione pronounced admiringly, and she wiped the tears from her eyes. She flung her arms around Harry's neck. Thank you for giving me courage. Harry patted her head before departing and entering his new home. It wasn't until the doors had closed behind him that he realized that he did not know where he was supposed to sleep. The tower consisted of an old stone staircase winding up the steep sacred walls, and there were doors leading into each bedroom of the stairway corridor. Harry felt very lost for a moment, but a quick prayer showed him the way. As he collapsed into his bed, very tired from such an eventful day, he thought about the days that were coming. It was truly a good thing that the Lord had called him when he did.